0: Clack, Let's attack. What can you say? It is episode thirty nine done. Maybe make your movie twenty twenty three. Finishing up this week. Trying out some AI video editing. It sucks. Moderna now in China. Hmm. Newsletter out. Six eighteen sales starting. How about some compression stockings and more? Monday. May 29th, 2023, I'm Stephen Siersky, Canadian expat here in uh, Beijing, China, and one of the uh, things I've been spending a lot of time doing lately is growing out my beard. (laughs) It's now, I haven't measured it, but uh, it's a decent, it's now 15, 16 months old, Uh, well it must be older than that, but it's been growing for about 16 months now, and uh, yeah, girlfriend is still quite upset that I have it. Uh, has kept on reminding me that I have said that I was going to cut it many times. I still haven't. And the reason why is I haven't figured out a good outro for it, a good exit plan from wearing a very long beard. I mean, the problem is, is I basically sit at home working all the time. And it's not like the the, the clients I meet online are going to uh, you know, really complain about my beard. Beard, I mean, they can barely see it. I mean, I'm just a little screen, right? No, not only that, it's gotten so long that they can't see the whole thing, <laughs> uh, which is uh, kind of funny, but at the same time, going, wow. So, when do you call an end to a beard growth phase? I mean, do I go all the way to November, Movember, and then start again? I don't know if I'm going to start again. This is actually probably one of the reasons why it's been so difficult to sort of uh, let it go. Because once I cut it off, who knows when I'll have time to uh, uh, grow something like this again. Uh, it's one of those commitments where I'm kind of like, wow, this is it's been substantial. People notice it. People talk, uh, talk about it. People comment on it. Uh, not that that's the reason I'm keeping it as like a conversation piece. I'm keeping it because, again, I don't really see people. Notably, more. more importantly, I don't go by the place where my barber is. So I don't see him. And if I don't see him, there's none of these guys around here that I trust. There's no other foreigner that I know who trims beards uh, around the area where I live. So the closest guy is still a 25 minute bicycle ride away. And what's worse now, of all things, my bike share membership has expired. So now, I think I bought another one for 90 days and it cost me like 45 quire or something, but I, I don't use the bike anymore. I don't go anywhere, right? So. Now I have to pay for going on either the subway or... Well, actually, it's easier just to go on a bicycle because going on a subway is too uh, troublesome to get to uh, where he's located. But yeah, I don't know. Good exit plan for beard growth. I, I don't know. I don't have it just yet. Episode number 39 of the big podcast has been recorded. Recorded that on uh, Saturday night. Uh, so I was. Uh, it was one of these things where... The, the timing came up, uh, he was free he's, He was free in the morning until a certain time, and then after that he had to go, uh, you know, be a parent, uh, and uh, not a parent, but be like a father, and, uh, uh, and a partner of the household, basically, so it was like, okay, if we don't record it this week, then when are we going to get uh, have time to record it? Um, he's also one of these busy guys who does a lot of streaming and stuff like that, and I will uh, detail more about this a little bit later on, um, as... Uh, Well, as I I released uh, the podcast, Uh, one thing that uh, I'm looking at with this addition of iPad Pro and Logic Pro to my iPad, I am hoping that at some point I can get some sort of workflow or templates together wherein I can take the videos from all the clips uh, from all the uh, clips from all the videos I have of the podcast and uh, start popping them up on YouTube. Same with this audio blog. It's something I've been thinking about, to be honest it's one of those things where I'm kind of like, how much, how much do I need to publish? Um, Do I need to publish it all? Do I want to publish it all? Like it's all available on Spotify and my website. Okay. So that's, that's number one. And I put it on my website in case, you know, the, the, the streaming platforms forever, whatever reason, you know, stop offering my services or stop offering uh, their services for free uh, or something along those lines. So, all right, that's, that's one reason to keep it on the website. The other thing, is that with video, it does take a little bit, little bit longer, but now with automated uh, transcriptions, the, it's a lot easier to sort of pinpoint the interesting parts of the video. It, it, it might surprise you. I don't really want to watch a full two-hour, three-hour interview again of me talking about whatever it is because the issue, and you might laugh and oh, see, so, you know, how good can it be? And I go, well, actually, it can be good. The problem is, is that I start double, like second thinking, second guessing myself about the way that I conduct these interviews? Because a lot of them are, con- they're all conducted live. There's no rehearsal. It's no script or anything like that. It's live, not live to air, but certainly live recorded. I publish everything uh, that is recorded. Uh, very few edits, minimal editing. Uh, this weekend, again, since I haven't paid for the the Zoom, I forgot this. Uh, I haven't paid for the Zoom package, the Zoom Pro. Uh, we have to do the interview in three forty-minute segments, or something like that. Uh, something like that. So, uh, but uh, so there's going to be a little, there's going to be blips in that in the episode, mainly because I had to uh, we had to exit, leave the meeting room, and come back in again. I actually didn't know this. Uh, I, I should have known this, but this is something that I uh, escaped my attention. When you have that forty-minute time limit on the Zoom meeting, it will end. It'll kick you all out. But if you, when you let that thing convert, save to your computer, you enter in the same meeting room, you don't have to create a new meeting. I was creating new me- meeting rooms, and it was like, it was getting a little bit confusing. He's just, he's just like, he just went into the old room again, uh, and so that was a lot easier to, uh, sort of manage how everything was sort of organized, but anyway, so that's that. Episode 39, uh, uh, almost ready, well, not almost ready, it's been recorded, um, and I should organize it. I really should organize it sooner than later. May You Make Your Movie uh, 2023. So this is my uh, video a day challenge. Uh, I was working on it all over all the weekend. The entire weekend. I'm uh, a, a missing a few videos. And again, there's times where I... Trying to get them uploaded. Either to one platform or to multiple platforms. It takes time. It's, it's becoming uh, a little bit of an aggravation, to tell you the truth. And the other thing uh, that... Uh, Is sort of holding me back from really publishing all the time is the soundtrack creation. I realize now uh, that as the video can take me about an hour to make, the soundtrack can also take me about an hour to make, even if or even half hour, forty minutes. Although they might be very simple, it it still takes time to get the timing right. Uh, The not so much the feeling, because that one you can sort of gauge pretty quickly, um, but then making sure that the levels are correct. And you might say, like, Steve, why don't you use this sort of, um, all these online free royalty-free things. The problem with the royalty-free is that they still get flagged, right? So you don't have to pay uh, royalties to them, but you can't necessarily monetize them either, right? And you will go, wait a minute, what's the difference? I don't know. YouTube flags these things. I've had clips uh, flagged before that I've used from stock libraries, and I go, instead of dealing with that, and not only that, the copyright stuff, or the royalty free, whatever it is, but also in terms of finding the right clip, I can oftentimes, with the tools that I have at my disposal, I can create them pretty quickly myself. It might not be as on time. <laughs> it might be a little bit more flexible in its timing, Uh, but, or it's a note accuracy, uh, but it certainly can be done. Um, I have thought of if I spent more time on the soundtrack to edit them, to finesse them, then it would take even longer because this is where you get into sort of uh, finagling over note placement and a lot of stuff. It's actually one of the reasons I don't really charge money for what I do because again, as much as they're much as they can be original creations, a lot of them are recorded very quickly, produced very quickly, and I don't spend a lot of time editing them. And so I don't feel right charging for something, even though it took me 25, 30 minutes, 40 minutes to create, and it is a creative product of a, of a sort. Well, if it's you know if it's kind of off time, if it's this or that, I mean if it has flubbed notes, I don't know if I feel right charging it. That could change. That might change within the next year, to tell you the truth, because I was thinking about this, Uh, and not only was I thinking about this, I'm listening back at some of these tracks, I'm going, it doesn't suck that bad, it's not that off, it's not... And again, with this December drumming, the January, and these video creation month-long projects, I'm going, I think I finally hit a point where I'm able to create something at least listenable, within a reasonable amount of time, uh, that I could then... Compile or combine with other listenable tracks, and package those. Because again, the January, the December drumming, the you know the, the song a day stuff that I've been doing, is all about that same idea of you. Seventy percent of the stuff you create is going to be garbage. Twenty percent is going to be okay, and ten percent is actually going to be wow. That's actually not, that's not bad. It's pretty good. I can listen to that. Same with this video stuff. Same idea. Out of all the video, out of the thirty-one videos I'll make this this month. Twenty-one of them will be absolute horrible. <laughs> Nine of them or eight of them will be eh, all right. Seven, will be, oh, I three or four of them will be like oh, that's kind of neat. Look at that. And he made it himself. Look at that. Good on you. Good on you, bro. Nice work. So maybe make your movie is coming to the end of, uh, at this end of this end of tomorrow. It's uh, tomorrow night that it ends. Um, I sure hope I have at least the vast majority of the videos uploaded. I think on YouTube and uh, Instagram, I have up until day 18 uploaded, uh, and I have met quite a few, I think I'm missing three other videos. Uh, so there's holes in my, uh, uh, my production schedule, uh, mainly because I haven't had time to edit them properly. And it's again, with the soundtrack creation, it kind of holds me back sometimes and, Pushes deadlines or, or or finish times late into the evening, and I go, ah, I I if I I'd rather not botch this. I'd rather do it right and have it something that I can actually learn something from, rather than just like an extra strain on my my daytime. Uh, and with that, actually today I uh, canceled my uh, Ukrainian class because I was like I had a bit of a headache t- today too. I'm not sure if it was because of the the midday run or because I have to wear a headset all day. Uh, But uh, I I canceled the Ukrainian class. I will have Chinese class tomorrow at lunchtime. Uh, But one of the reasons I canceled the Ukrainian class today is because at the end of this month, with the ending of this month, I should say, I'm looking to sort of start dialing back, scaling back a lot of these projects, Um, taking a step back and uh, really sort of relaxing a little bit more. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. It's been, May has been full on. April was pretty full-on too, I guess, and same with you know, going to Hong Kong, really, sort of, even though it was meant to be relaxing, it wasn't really, because I botched my sleeping arrangements, uh, but uh, March was pretty busy, and we've been going pretty hard with work ever since December, roughly, January, yeah, it's been pretty steady, and it doesn't look like it's going to let up any time uh, soon, I, at least not within the next three or four months, which is good, why not, I mean, it keeps you busy, keeps you active, what not. Why not, right? Trying out this uh, AI video editing stuff. I thought CapCut on the computer could do uh, automatic editing. It doesn't. It, you got to do it yourself. I'm like, "Balls to that. I don't want to do that." I want to import, drop and let the machine do the editing. I was actually uh looking at um CapWing and was it Staniscia? Uh there's another one um, or stability is it not it's not stability AI is it? Uh, that's the the picture one, but there's some video AI video editors out there. I was trying them out and they're terrible. Just horrible stuff. I mean the the videos they were creating are all that you know there's like that muzak in in elevators. Like, you, you, it's there's something that you can listen to just, to, you know, so it's not awkwardly silent when there's more than one person. But, you know, it, but there's still something there. With this video, it's like, it's like that. It, they were just stock, generic crap. So I have, I actually made two videos. Uh, one was how to make broccoli. Uh, the other one was how to learn a language. Uh, oh, and the third one, actually, I made, uh, you know, Animals talk, because it said text to video. I'm like, okay, let's make something funny. Uh, I want to have animals talking funny things about humans. And it gave me a bunch of animal memes with captions. And then it just faded it over top of a bunch of really terrible music. Uh, And it was horribly slow. The camp was horribly slow. Uh, So maybe I was doing something wrong. But uh, I can't see myself uh, really transitioning to that platform anytime soon. Uh, Same with CapCut, I mean, again, CapCut being, if I have to actually edit the stuff myself, I may as well just use Final Cut. Uh, And if it's not on the desktop, then it's gonna be on the iPad. Uh, And now I know CapCut on the iPad does have an auto feature. So I'd have to check that out. Uh, All that being said, I just wanted to see if I could create something quick and dirty. And honestly, it took me longer to figure out how to use the bloody programs than to actually create something on my own. Like that's basically what was happening. I know this because over the weekend I was uh, creating some stuff out of stock elements out of Final Cut Pro, and it was like I just copy, copy paste, drop into the timeline. The thing that took me the longest was getting the timing right and the soundtrack, making sure that it uh, it fit the mood, as it were. Uh, Moderna in China. So Moderna, if you've heard this name before, you have heard this name. You know the whole coronavirus thing. mRNA mRNA vaccines, remember that big hubbub? Well, in China, they have only had like what I call the pure authentic vaccination, uh, like the, uh, was it the inactivated virus? So they gave you that one. That was the big one that was all throughout China, which is, I would say, the more pure way of doing this. Um, I'm not sure if Sinopharm, Sinopharm ever had their own mRNA vaccine, but um now, Moderna, Moderna, M- the U.S. biofarm company, is setting up shop in China. This is a little odd. And it also might speak to uh, why we still hear some whispers about COVID every now and then. Now, I, COVID's not a huge deal. The The big uh, um, doctor guy here in, in China, like the, what, what do you call them, like the head honcho, basically, of... Uh, whatever national health body was saying that we're going to see a peak sometime in the mid to late June. So we're going to have four weeks of that. Uh, and uh, there's going to be 60 million people or per week or something like that to, uh, um, that could get sick. Uh, and I, actually, of all things, colleagues getting sick. Luckily, I haven't. Uh, but then again, I haven't seen anybody. So uh, I, I don't know if I do want to see anybody. Maybe that's what this headache is. That could be what it uh, maybe. No, but uh, um, I certainly don't want to get sick before my my trip if I actually ever actually get around to booking everything. Uh, but all that being said, with Moderna moving into um, you know China, does this mean we might see a push to vaccination requirements? Are we going to see another huge wave? Are we going to see a big push uh, for? Like, is it going to be another whole? Debacle, basically. I sure as shit hope they don't shut the country down again. That would, it would just be an embarrassment. I, I don't know if that would make me go. I that, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, given the fact that there are a lot, a lot more people coming into China, a lot more foreigners um, are coming over and seeing what all the hubbub is about, um, and finding jobs and stuff like that. I don't see a mass movement, but certainly. There's Enough new faces, and I hear enough uh, new names. Like, I, I sort of see other people talk about new people. Um, that uh, there's got to be you know some influx of foreigners, so maybe they bring them in. I don't want to say trap them, but uh, certainly, well, lock them down. <laughs> Is that what happened? I mean, yeah, you got to call it what it was. It was a lockdown, so uh, anyway, we're, we're it's not like it really affects us too much, uh, simply because. Uh, with the style of work that I do, basically, is a lot of client meetings online. It doesn't. We don't need to see people face to face, and I'm gl- I'm good with it. I'm good with it. As a result, there's never been really a, a requirement for vaccination because we were able to simply just start working from home, and it was a lot easier uh, for everybody involved. I, I can't even lie about how uh, much better this is because it is. It's it's. Pretty good. Uh, newsletter is out. So uh, head on over to uh, com. That is where the, uh, latest, uh, latest, uh, the latest newsletter has been published uh, this weekend. Talking a little bit about uh, all the creative projects and the end of the creative season. And then reviewing some of last week's podcasts. Because I think actually last week's po- a series of podcasts were pretty good. Uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday are the three episodes I sort of picked out uh, that uh, were sort of the... The ones that, if you were to listen to three, uh, to, to listen to one or two of them, you could definitely learn something from each of them. Monday being about the wedding, uh, Wednesday being about audio and video applications, and Friday, um, was I talking about? Well, there's there a few things I was talking about on a Friday, uh, but Friday was a good. Uh, Friday was also a good episode, but I can't remember what it was at this moment. <laughs> There you go. Uh, and uh, 618 uh, sales starting right now. So spend, spend, spend. Good day because we just got paid. Now time to get some uh, other stuff. 618 Liu Yao Ba or is it Liu Yiba? I can't remember. 618. How do they count the yi? In Chinese, there's two ways of saying the number one. Yao or E. Yao is like Yao Ling Ba. So it's, if you're saying uh, your number... Your phone number, San Yao Ba, you know something like that, or Wu Yao Yao Joe, something like five one one nine. Um, you would say Yao, but if you're counting E R San Su one two three four, you use the E. Same with like if you're counting like R Shi E twenty one, it's E. Uh, but R uh, Yao would be more like a, a num a series of numbers in a row rather than. Uh, a definitive number of numbers. <laughs> what? Oh goodness. Any, anything that I'm planning on buying uh, this uh, shopping season, the one thing I was looking at is actually uh, compression wear. Uh, skins compression wear. I was looking at these things uh, and I've heard about compression uh, socks and tights and stuff like that before. And one of the reasons I was looking at this particular brand, they popped up, first of all. There's two or three major brands that do this, alongside with like Nike and Adidas and Under Armour. They have their own stuff as well. Uh, Skins Compression claim to fame, not only having a good marketing department, but they also claim that theirs are a little bit more scientific in their muscle compression application. That is to say that they squeeze you in all the right places. Um, Basically, what these compression garments do... The whole idea behind them is to squeeze down on your body, uh, whether it's your arms, your legs, um, your your torso, whatever. uh, It it squeezes your your arms together or your, your, your limb together. Thus, when your body is circulating blood down to whatever limb and then back up, the blood that's already been used is closer to the skin. So by pushing that in and squeezing it together... The idea is that it's pushing uh, it back to your heart to be uh, reused quicker than if you weren't wearing it. Now, here's where the evolutionary argument comes in. Like, uh, if uh, nature wanted us to have that efficient of uh, blood circulation, wouldn't if it had done it already? You know, evolution is our name, or isn't? Is in our name? After all, we are human. You H- hu- know, yeah, we're human and human. Um, so the idea is to have a little bit more of a quicker uh, recovery with, uh, you know, after workouts, both during and after workouts. You'll see actually quite a few uh, sports athletes. I think the NBA guys wear a lot of compression garments um, on their legs, uh, a lot of footballers as well uh, on their arms. So and I'm pretty sure on their their legs too. Uh, but it's just apparently it helps. The one reason I'm looking at getting it is because some of these uh, some days when I go run outside at lunchtime. I don't always have time to stretch properly and I know that uh, compression garments do not replace stretching but would at least help keep the uh, blood moving and uh, uh, especially in the summer month uh, inflammation can be an issue when it's uh, this hot Uh, but and so keeping limbs sort of squeezed nice and tight to keep blood uh, moving might be an idea. Try them out. They're expensive if you want to see how much they are go take a look. We're talking not cheap and certainly please don't take those, (laughs) please please don't rip those in in half, but uh, how good are, how long are compression tights good for, like six months, eight months, or a year, is it six years, is it something that you can use for a long time, or is it, do they lose their sort of tightness after a while, all right folks, I'm going to leave it there, thanks for listening, I appreciate it, show notes and tracks up on my website, stevensersky.com. hope you're well, and keeping cool in the hot and humid Beijing weather, we'll talk again, have a good one, bye-bye.